This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, Why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flynn Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flynn Flon Manitoba stands for Flint to Betty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's the RP Show. It's hour two. We're coming at you live from the spacious and roomy bunker. As you can see, IKS Media here in the football capital of Canada, the sweatpants capital, I like to say as well, right? And we had a lot of hockey talk in hour one. John Paddock was with us, the former head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Ottawa Senators, and now the Regina Pats with their broadcaster, Dante DiCaria, with us. And now we're switching gears to football in hour two. We're live on Game Plus Television, streaming on YouTube and on the radio, WQEE, the key. You Eastern Canadian viewers, park up. Kingston, Ontario's Michael McCullough is with us. How you doing, Mike? What, what's so cool about Kingston? What's so great about it? Because it's produced a lot of very notable people. Uh, I think it's just because it's right in the middle of the hub of Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, right? Like it's kind of like the center of all those three major, major centers. So it's, yeah. yeah. This guy is a Hall of Fame linebacker for don't, anybody. Okay, that, not CF, don't say it's not CFL, just the Riders. Which is I very, call it the Hall of Fame. Okay, well, I'm very happy to be part of it, but just don't get it mixed up. because I'm definitely not going to the CFL Hall of Fame anytime soon. He's a funny guy, <laughs> as you can tell. But, hey, notable Kingston products yourself. Don Cherry. Yeah. Doug Gilmore. Kirk Rob Muller. Bag. Kirk Muller. Yeah. Brent Johnson I didn't of the BC Lions. That's what I'm saying. Went to same high school, yeah. Is sports just a bigger deal there than other places? Or is there I, nothing else to uh, do? You know there? what? I think it's just because the smaller area, you can probably name the people on a couple of hands, right? Like Jana Hefford's from there, same high school. Um, Female hockey player. Yeah, one of the greatest of all time. Um, but I mean, you go to Toronto and those areas, I mean, there's, t- there's too many to count, right? So usually if you can count on two or three hands, that's about it. It's, it's, and you can remember it's a small town. So Yeah. So <laughs> Kingston, Ontario, folks, we got one of yours here as we air all across Ontario on Coach. Chico Cable and Rogers Cable and so forth. So Mike played at St. Francis Xavier, drafted in, what was it, 03? Yeah. 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 And uh, Mike, confident guy here, played 11 seasons with the Rough Riders, won two Grey Cups, and I recall you saying to me <laughs> all the time, we've never had a losing record since I was drafted. Well, that was, that was pre... <laughs> Until you didn't. <laughs> Until we did, yeah, 2011 hit. That was a bit of a... Yeah, that was a bit of a uh, well, a bad year. So, And then 2012, we were kind of eking out of it. And then 2013, we were good again. Well, you rolled in here not limping, not... I'm good. You know, yeah, you're good. That when must when feel you're, good. Most of your plays are up from the sideline. Yeah, you, your body tends to hang in pretty good. <laughs> stop, Mike. <laughs> stop. Yeah, he was a good player. Don't listen to him. But I got an interesting thing. And the football people... Right in now, 902-518-3033. Mike can talk about a variety of things. And I, I'll be honest, just with this XFL, I kind of feel like I couldn't really get away from it on the weekend because a lot of friends were watching it. 
I, I wasn't because the people I was with wanted to watch hockey instead. How closely are you keeping an eye on what's going on there? Uh, not real close. I mean, I'll, I'll check out the highlights and stuff like that. And if it's on, I might throw it in the background right now. It's just it's kind of hard because you have no uh, no affiliation with it or no ties to right, it. Right. That's um, me too. It, there's no loyalty, right? So you got to kind of that's it's and you think it's probably not going to last more than a couple of years. If it lasts more than three four years, kind of you know that that time where usually most leagues you know fall apart. If it goes on for four plus years and you kind of maybe start finding a team and following guys, you know, I saw, was it Paxton Lynch, former rider, former... Was benched in this first game. I, I saw that. Uh, you know, so it's, you can know some of those names, but I mean, I've, yeah, I'll keep an eye on it, but I'm yeah. definitely, I'm definitely not buying the gear or anything, <laughs> wearing it around town yet. Or, th- or throwing a party at your house yeah, to watch no, the game no, or something. I, no, it's, and my son, you know, watched, and my youngest is watching the highlights. So he's, he's kind of interested. If you wanted to watch a game, I would, but other than that, I'm, I'm not going to follow it more closely than, than highlights. Well, I had a, uh, a viewer write in last week and say, Rod, who's your team? And I said, I have not even stopped to think about it. Uh, so I looked. Yeah, Orlando is in Florida. They got a team. So the Orlando yeah. Guardians would be my team. And you said Paxton Lynch. Sure, he was a rough rider, but he was also a first-round pick of the uh, Denver, Denver Broncos, Broncos yeah. and, and flamed out there. So he was benched in his XFL debut. I am... Um, Watching with casual interest. Did you watch enough to see the different rules and stuff? Was that noticeable to your? No, you know I didn't. I just I just saw the highlights. I know back in the day the XFL, that you know they'd run to smash into each other to get the ball first. You know all the ridiculous stuff that the WWE had brought in initially is gone. Thank God because guys were probably breaking their necks. Um, but I don't know. No, I don't know the specific rule differences right now. Okay. Well, we just have to watch it a little more. They, from what I hear, it's they like got how, great how, rules. How crazy different is it? Is it? Uh, well, people, you're going to have to write in and tell me specifically what it is. Um, the kickoffs, they line up only 10 yards apart, I believe. Okay. So the blocking, you only have a 10-yard run at each other. I don't know what the terminology would be for it. They're 10 yards apart, offense and defense, on a kick. Well, return. that's what it is normally. No, no, no. You're... Maybe it's deeper than that. I, I have to watch yeah, it. I like, can't remember. But nothing, nothing crazy where you're like, oh, it's just some... Oh! Clark's saying every single player is on the line of scrimmage. Oh, I oh. see. There is no separation. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. I feel like we're going to have to watch. <laughs> but I mean, on, on offense, they're not all on the line of scrimmage, right? Like, no, this is okay. just on special this teams. Special teams. Okay. On kickoffs. And, and, okay, here we go. Safe Moondog, that's the account, writes in and oh. says three-point conversion. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah. I really like that. If you're down nine in any normal football game, it's over. But in the mm. XFL, you can score a touchdown last minute. If you're down nine, go for three points. I've, I've, always, I've always said, well, not always, for many years I've said to kind of all football, NFL, CFL, the person who scores a touchdown should be the one that has to kick the extra point. So the person, the scoring. person, the receiver, the running back, the quarterback, they, so then that would, that you, as a defense, you might know who the better kicker is. They might cause them to go for more two points because they don't have good kickers. So I think if you score a touchdown, you either go for two or the guy who actually physically scored the touchdown should have to kick the extra point. Basically, could I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get rid of kickers. Could you kick one? <laughs> oh no, God, no. It's hard. No, I, yeah, it's, it's ridiculously hard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People think it's just, oh, yeah. no, nothing to it. Look at Rob Gronkowski. He couldn't do it during the, what was it, the FanDuel halftime show. It's Super Bowl, yeah, yeah Super exactly. Bowl, so. so, okay, this is fun. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in and he says, Paxton Lynch is the first quarterback ever to be benched 
in the NFL, CFL, USFL, and XFL. Wow. There's a great distinction right there. That's, How about yeah, that? I'm going to get a T-shirt with that on it. But. I will get <laughs> to the old-time story uh, questions that have come in. The predictable ones are coming, Mike. Uh, I was on a podcast last night out of Nanaimo, B.C., and it was fun uh, going down memory lane of those great old rider stories. That's fun. Oh, yeah. You know, when great. you're on a mic at a banquet oh, yeah, or whatever? for sure. Um, I like this one from Jeff, the Stamps fan. Who is this? Chris Getzlaff? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought you had a more Jim Carrey vibe, but have you ever been confused for Chris Getzlaff? Uh, you must. Fentus, because we're taller. I always got Fentus. I got uh, Zarka. I got basically everybody but me. Uh, I actually got Paul McCallum once, which was really Whoops. Offend- it offended me <laughs> greatly, and I told Paul that. <laughs> so, do you just sign Andy Fantuz? Uh, one time I did because it was just like so ridiculous, and one time myself and Reggie Hunt were at a, an appearance at some big I can't remember what it was auto show or something, and over the big announcement they were call- they were announcing you know riders Reggie Hunt and Steve McCullough were here. They kept saying I'm like oh, whatever, just go with just it, go with it. Uh, it's great to see Mike. Laughter is the best medicine. The guy always gets me laughing. And you got the good lines. Um, And I'll get to those in a moment. Ted in Arizona has been waiting patiently. Ted in Arizona says, hey, Mike, who were the best leaders that you played with? Eddie Davis. Um, Gino in the sense that he didn't start talking until he became a politician. But Gino, just for how how he he worked and did everything. And and when he spoke, the very few times people listened. Um, Jeremy O'Day. Uh, defense. We had a few. Uh, yeah, I'd say those are kind of the big guys. And there's there's other guys who are like you know leaders in kind of the non-traditional sense. But those guys pop into my head right away for sure. But on defense, Eddie Davis. Eddie Davis was. He spoke. You did. Hey, there's something to be said about that. And we were around together uh, when the Riders went to the 2007 Grey Cup, as you recall. Not many. Had been there before. Uh, no, no. Eddie had. Eddie had. There's a lot to be said for that in a setting like that. Oh, for sure. Right? I mean, guys like J.O. I think had won with Toronto uh, early in his career. But other than that, guys had been. Gino had been back in, I think, 90, uh, 97 or 90, 97. 97 they won. Yeah. He, yeah, 97 he had been back, uh, but not having won. But there's very few guys in the team who had won. I think only a small handful. And then, you know, you fast forward to 2013, it was huge because we had tons of guys. Not only guys with one, but guys with multiples like Ricky Foley, G. Roy Simon, and guys like myself, Neil, a bunch of guys who had, who had won 07. So we had a lot more, uh, I guess you'd say, veteran-savvy experience in 13 than we did in 07. Right, and my point is that's transferable to all sports, like being from Kingston, if I recall, are you a Leafs fan? Or? <laughs> I will leave. No, I'm a Montreal fan. Sorry. Yeah, Leafs, no. But you understand why... I'm a big believer in, for a floundering franchise, which Toronto isn't, Montreal's been up and down, but if Vancouver, I would be signing older veteran guys that have won. That's where I would start. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I would get a couple guys. Because they got Spezza, who's a great veteran, but he had never won. You know, guys, you know, Montreal, when they went in the cup run, had Perry and Stahl. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it definitely translates for sure. you got to have a couple of those guys. And, you know, we, when we brought in guys like G-Roy, um, you know, obviously G-Roy's at the end of his career, and he knew it, but having him in there was invaluable, right? And he's still, when he scores first Grey Cup touchdowns in that Grey Cup after having won, what, two previous and played in three? He never scored a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the guy was still producing. 
So that's uh, our thoughts on veteran leadership. And Mike, you were a team captain too, were you not? Uh, yeah, for the last five years I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to get to here with Mike. And one of the, I just will flat out say, what about just the current landscape of the Canadian Football League as we are a week out of, out of free agency? And it's kind of over now. The big moves have yeah, all been made. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, just in the what's CFL happened in the last week? Oh, just for the riders, the whole just, league. Uh, a lot of movement. I mean, yeah. there's a lot, a lot, a little more. Um, I guess rules that you know with the open where guys can kind of talk to their teams for 40 hours and get back to them. They, you know, their offers from the other teams go to the league and then they can match. It's it's kind of different than from when I was a free agent. Not that it was really knocking my door down, but I mean the rules are are kind of a little different, um, but interesting. And there's, I mean, it's good to have movement. You don't have too much, but uh, I like what the riders did. I mean, people are saying we need a quarterback and, you know, I had nothing against Fajardo and, uh, you know, I liked him, but, you know, Trevor Harris has you know, a little bit more of a, I guess, a reputation to him. So in, in some a body of work, you mean? Body of work, yeah. excuse me. Not, yeah, body of work, good, good word. Um, and, you know, getting, I think it was Good Bear from BC. Another O lineman and, and bringing the uh, the receiver from Montreal, Winnicky or I don't know Jake Winnicky. Winnicky, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they made some nice moves. I think they obviously still have some work to do, but some some good big moves that the Riders made, I, I liked. Well, it's interesting because that free agency wave, I call it wave one, is over. Yeah. Now we're into wave two, and it's pretty darn quiet. You don't hear too much now. No, no. You're gonna you're the, gonna have some good plug guys. Guys like, oh, I didn't know he's a free agent, and oh, we're bringing him in. Great. They'll they'll, they'll kind of fill the roster with some. Hopefully some quality veteran guys like we were just talking about and maybe some some young guys who haven't quite made their name yet. But, yeah, the, the big wave is over and, like, all the flash and where people are checking their, their phones every 20 minutes to see who's... That's over. Yeah, that's over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, well, uh, Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and says, Question with Bo Levi Mitchell now in Hamilton. Which Stampeder becomes public enemy number one for Ryder Nation? And to be honest, this is where the CFL needs to get their players more marketable and more known because nothing immediately comes to mind for me to answer that. No. I'm not sure I could name you five Calgary Stampeders, and that's a problem as a football fan. But to talk a football topic, the Riders had great free agent signings, there's no doubt. But last night on that podcast, I was with the kid from Nanaimo. He is a football guy. He was a quarterback for the Red Raiders, the Vancouver Island Raiders. And he he said penalties are a culture thing. And I, on the interview, looked up penalties. Winnipeg, Calgary, one, two, and fewest penalties last year. Mm-hmm. Sask, the most. Yeah, yeah. You don't just clean that up with a wave of a wand. No, people are kind of, you know, during the season asking, you know, just when we're talking, oh, should they just run him in practice? That, that doesn't do it. I mean, they, they got rid of some of the problems, like Marino. And honestly, um, the big receiver, when he got that big penalty, I can't remember. Duke Williams. Duke, I would have cut him that day. I would have cut him right For which one? Spitting the one on where somebody? He wasn't or? even dressed. <laughs> When he wasn't even dressed on the sideline, took side a penalty, took a penalty on the sideline yeah. in your skivvies. I don't care who you are, you're gone, and that that would have made a big statement. I mean, it's, and it's also a ballsy move to make, but I mean that's ridiculous. So it, it is. It's a culture thing, and they're going to have to clean it up. But it's not something that gets changed overnight. But obviously, with the guys you're bringing in, you're trying to change some culture, some some things that maybe you didn't like. So bringing those new guys in should hopefully you know bring about somewhat of a culture change. I'm not saying a 180 because I like Dickey. I liked him as a coach. I had him as a special teams coach. Um, and I, I like J.O. Obviously, he's a friend of mine, former teammate, and the moves he's doing. So I think they've got kind of the blueprint in place. They just got to, you know, tweak it just like every team has to tweak. Every te- There's eight teams that didn't win it, so they're all tweaking. And even the team that won it is tweaking. So happens every year. Good point. Yeah. Well, just by... 
this was a young kid, but I was like, man, this makes so much sense. Penalties are a culture thing. And uh, so you think with a couple personnel moves that the discipline w won't be an issue? And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's also some philosophical changes, some, some minor ones. I mean, coaches learn and adapt just like players do. I mean, so Dickie's probably learning and adapting and things he liked and he's going to do the same thing. Things he didn't like or he needs to change, he'll change. So, I mean, everybody has to change a little bit. Even when you win, you got to change. You got to, you got to adapt every single year. So there, there'll be some changes inside the locker room. The stuff that nobody sees and just the guys in that locker room know about, they'll see those changes. Mike McCullough is with us. Kingston, Ontario's Mike McCullough, a Plaza of Honor linebacker here. Yeah. 11 seasons with the Saskatchewan. I should be your PR guy. It's Hall of Fame. Yes. So we'll answer more of your questions, whatever you'd like, football-related. And obviously the man can talk hockey, too. Oh, I was just at the Pats game the other night. Last night? Yesterday? Uh, a lot, was it last, yeah, it was last night, yeah. Wasn't it great? Yeah. Oh, we can talk about Connor Bedard. Bedard Canadians, let's go. <laughs> they better start <laughs> losing fast. 902-518-3033, the number to reach us here. You can write us on YouTube as well. We'll be returning in a moment on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live and WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Because it's a heave ho. Hi. Oh, stealing wheat and barley. Such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? Do a slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profit. Stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay, uh, the RP show continues. We are back live here in the bunker. 902-518-3033 is the number two text. And um, I never even looked at the text line because Michael and I got texting. And your wife, Laura, loves when I refer to you as Michael. She said I'm one of the few guys that ever says that. Michael? Yeah. We got a lot of Mikeys. Not a, Mikey? Yeah. Mikey likes it. Mikey will yeah. eat it. Like bag, Bagger calls me Mikey here and there. Dressler, some of the boys. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, Michael McCullough's with us, and he is my financial planner. I keep him busy. When did you think that you wanted to get into the money business? Uh, I had an interest in it back in university when I was playing football. I was like wow. numbers and business. So, yeah, I kind of thought about it, and then four or five years into my career, kind of got into it. So I've been doing it for almost, uh, this will be year 15, I think. Yeah, year 15. Smart. You, you probably, gotta, you're you, probably happy that you started so early. Oh, we had early. to. We had too many kids. I knew this wasn't going to last very long. And off uh, <laughs> right. backup linebacker salary, you know, <laughs> doesn't quite go as far no, as No, but you look at those players, <laughs> would you say 98% of players believe it'll go on forever and don't uh, think about I don't think so. I think, not that I many? think they all hope it is. But, I mean, everybody runs into the, the, the time thing, so it's – 
Brady got into, you know, all these guys, like you fight it. And you, when I retired, it was tougher than I thought it would be for the first few months. Actually really, really surprised me how tough it was, but mentally or physically, uh, mentally. Yeah. Just not being that anymore being, it's like, you're, you're just no longer something. It was weird. And then once I left my cottage, I was fine. <laughs> right. I, I just, yeah, I how old are you now? How old am I? Yeah. 42, almost 43 here. In so Tom played at 45 I know. at a high level. You ever I mean, yeah. Like Rasevich played till he was what, 39 or something. Like a far a, more physical position. Yeah, like, Jesus. Right. So, yeah. We just had him on the air last week, and um, <laughs> he's a beauty. Had coffee. Can I just tell you a story? He's talking about the Hall of <clears throat> the Plaza of Honor linebacker Dan Rashevich, which he should be in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. He's yeah. the all-time just special teams leader. Yeah, <laughs> listen to this. Well, he's actually not. Uh, for us, he is, but not like he. Yeah, not recorded. They didn't count. Yeah, back for the, the first day. seven yeah, yeah. years of his career, they didn't yeah. count special teams tackles. But anyways, here's one. Because I'm going to be in Calgary this spring, and he said, "Are you going to be at the Flames game March 18th?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, I have a suite. I would love to have you in the suite." Can I stay with you that night at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino? I said, in my room? He said, yeah. I said, you have a house in Calgary and a house in Canmore. Why would you want to stay with me? I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> that sounds like Rasovich. Right. Yeah. It's like that Pat or the Flames game wouldn't be enough. Anyways, Dave is watching in Niagara Falls, Ontario on Game Plus TV. And he says, hi. I did watch two XFL games, and the kickoffs guarantee a run back every time, which is great. And he says, war, St. Louis Battlehawks. Well, listen, I never talked to you about this. I'm seeing this already, that the XFL is going to fold, and they're going to have established fan bases. In St. Louis is a great example, right? They're playing in the former home of the Rams. And they're saying the yeah. CFL should swoop in and gobble up these American teams. And I'm like, we've been through this. Yeah. Yeah. How were you when the, when, when the XFL talk came up a couple years ago? Because I wanted them to merge. I mean, I, I just, CFL, I think, just needs to focus on their in-house game. Like, stop worrying about international. I mean, U.S. would be nice, obviously, but I think we got to worry. Like, if we can't even get Toronto right now on board, that's a problem. You know, BC's fans are kind of waning here and there. Unless you're, like, central Canada, you don't have a rabid fan base. I mean, it's just the way it is. You know, if we're going to do anything, we've got to expand out east to the Maritimes. Wouldn't you have loved to have loved played it in, in, in a touchdown And Atlanta. they're mental out there for football. They love it. Are they? There's nothing else. I mean, they have junior hockey, but they're like kind of like us. There's no other pro sports team anywhere near there. So, yeah, and they would they would eat it up. They really would people all the stadium. Then play them in a 12,000-seat stadium for a while. You're going to... You'll make enough to, to keep it going, but it's, yeah, we got to worry about our in-house game first. Forget about all the international guys coming from Mexico and things. Like, guys, Mexico is not going to get on board with the CFL. Okay, they're just not. So let's stop this. The NFL's won it already down there. Yeah. It's, it's and over. You, and, yeah, and the NFL gets it, but, I mean, it's, it's a soccer. It's a soccer country. <laughs> like, you're never going to break into the market share CFL. Did you ever think it was a good idea uh, from it, Randy Ambrosi, the no. global expansion? No. I've, I, initially, I liked Randy's ideas, but I'm 180. I'm not, I'm not liking what he's doing. I'm, just, I'm not happy with it at all. It just seems like we're worried about everything else but what's important, which is our, our – country's fan base like i said get toronto on board get the maritime do some of the maritimes get people on board here 100 percent. and i don't mean every single person it's not going to be the way but get every major hub on board and then worry about going outside the country stop worrying about europe good lord we're gonna, you're gonna get a european cfl team we can't even afford to travel out east so we're how are we going to afford to travel to europe it's just stop thinking so big just 
let it grow organically. Well, there's not a lot of players over there, I don't think, that can play at this level. European? And, yeah. Oh, no, no. But it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And then, like, taking a roster spot for some guy who played a year in Germany because he's six foot three and 240 pounds, like, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. I'm kind of with you, Mike, on that. It was a good idea at the time. Hasn't panned out. Let's move on. I don't think it was a good idea at the time either. I just never thought it was a good idea. Yeah? No, I never have. No. I thought you said you, you liked some of Randy Ambrosi's ideas I did at like the some start. when he first yeah. came in, but then it just like it got completely crazy. Like just trying to, like I said, expand the market into places that you're never going to get into. Like, let's be realistic here. It, it just didn't make sense. 11 season linebacker Mike McCullough is with us. And I will say this. He came in in 2003, and I think about it a lot. And uh, I think our viewers now know and listeners, I have no interest in going back to play-by-play, but it was great at the time. And those stadiums in the 2000s were jammed across Canada. Oh, everywhere, yeah. the, everywhere we went. It wasn't just Ryder games. All games. Ratings were huge. Do you ever sit back and go, man, that was just awesome. It was great, yeah. I mean, we, I, played, I played in front of 64,000, I think, in front of BC in playoffs, 55 in Edmonton. It was crazy. Awesome. And obviously, the Ryder stadiums always packed. We were playing. Um, I think we just we were just kind of coming into the full sellout. So the 03 was still some blackout periods for I don't remember my wife would be home with my kids and she couldn't watch the game. So but then, you know, I'd say mid 2000s, it really exploded. And now we're kind of down the other side. What of the changed? Hill. I don't know. I, have, I, honestly I have can't no put idea. my finger on it either. I, I have yeah. no clue. I mean, obviously, with us getting better, that that 10 year span, the riders were as good as they'd ever been in the history of their of the team. Um, I just happened to be fact. on the team. I'm not saying it's because of me. I just happened to be there. And I was, I was fortunate enough <laughs> right. to be in the best 10-year 10, 10 span. So I think that obviously had something to do with it because we were good. No matter where we went, we were, we were bringing in the people. Even when we were 9-9, nine and nine, we were somehow winning games sometimes we shouldn't have won. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't, I don't have an answer for what happened. Well, you know, it's, we, we, we might have hit on something here. Um, as they say, the NHL goes as the Leafs go. I've heard that before. The CFL goes as the Riders go. Yeah, I mean, I and think they're so struggling. Too. Yeah, you know, there's something to that. Oh, for sure. I mean, we don't have. It was a playoff game last, not this past year, the year before, and there's 60% capacity. And obviously, there's a COVID and all that stuff. But I mean, Rider playoff, home playoff game, not and, sold out, and not sold, or it was sold out maybe, but there was only six of every ten people actually going to the game. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Gill is watching in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and he writes in on the 902 line, and he says, XFL, different rules, extra point try, no one-point try. Oh, man, he's, it took you a while to text this. He says, uh, kicker kicks from the 30. The other 10 players stand on the 35. Kick return has their 10 guys stand at the 30, so they're... I'm not getting into all of that. I'd have to watch the game to explain that. Um, but thank you, Ken, for writing in. It's just a little too intricate for what we do here on a too daily wordy basis. For Rod it's right too now. wordy for me and giving me a headache. Um, but I will say this. <laughs> I often said, God's a rider fan. This guy said, well, he wasn't on November 23rd, 2009. <laughs> McMahon Stadium in Calgary, 13th man. Yeah. Just got to talk about that one, eh? I'm sorry, but you, I say you've always got the lines um, when the Riders had too many men on the field and lost a Grey Cup, but plucked right out of your back pocket. How often does that come up, Mike, in your life? Well, I usually kind of see it on the ESPN Classics once a year, you know, and then invariably once or twice, you know, kind of pops up, and something makes you think about it here or there. Every year you think about something. I think my, 
my son just during the season walked by me and said, Dad, didn't you do something to lose a game one time? I'm like, it wasn't me in 09. He's like, no, when your first year. And I told him, he knew the story of when I screwed up in 03 and, and the playoff game, I got a penalty. He's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, thanks, son. Thanks for giving me How did he ball. know that? Oh, I just mentioned to him because I'm like, you know, I tell I give my kids life lessons, right? Like, no matter what happens, you, you got to rebound. And, you know, if they get upset during a game, I'm like, well, trust me, I'll tell you my story. And I tell them my story. And, you know, I, I had millions of people watching me screw up. So you're just at a flag game and there's th- 30 people. So put it in perspective. <laughs> you literally did. I did. I d- Man. It's interesting, by the way. You know, you were at the Pats game yesterday. Yeah. Um, just total segue here and welcome to how my mind works. But Connor Bedard, speaking of the millions, you know, he's the coach, John Paddock, last hour. I think he missed him. You didn't see John. No, Did you? no. He said this kid's going to need gated security, gated oh, yeah. community. How crazy it is now. Um, could you imagine going through that at 17? No, I can't. I mean, he's been going through since he was 15, right? At yeah. least 15. So it's, and the, the sad thing, the weird thing is, it's like people forget he's a kid. He's a freaking kid. And like I hear, you know, even at the past game, I hear grown people yelling at the other team. I'm like, these guys are 17. Like you guys have kids that are as old as, and you're yelling at these kids. Like you're a bomb. You're, you know, like screaming at kids. I'm like, these are children and he's a child. So I, I can't imagine what he's going through. I mean, it'd be an amazing experience, but the, on the other side, it'd also suck at times. Yeah. Even when you're watching, even when I'm watching him, you know, you, as soon as he comes on the ice, you watch him. I mean, that's just natural what people do. And if he has a regular shift, you're like, oh, that wasn't very good. You know what I mean? Like, why, <laughs> yes. didn't, he, why didn't he do something unbelievable that shift? That's completely unrealistic and unfair to this kid but in the back of your mind like well that wasn't very exciting why didn't he dangle three guys the next shift he will like that's what i'm looking for why is this kid not on every single shift doing the amazing impossible and it's it's so unrealistic and so stupid but all of us think that and he's a child i think it's the term is being a victim of your own success in a way and that's just on the ice uh, you know, the Paddock interview would be worthwhile going back and watching because the, the pressure and expectations of him on an hourly basis, mind-boggling. I know, I know. It's and again, he's 17. When he got his uh, designation yeah, as exceptional player. 15, yeah, right? Well, he was 14, 14 I think, when he got, got it. Yeah. I felt sorry for him. Your, your youth is gone. Yeah. I mean, and that's what people don't get. There's some amazing things with it, but there's also a lot of negatives. I don't think people are, are taking into account, you know. I mean, after the game, you see, you know, when they do the three stars, where my, my son who's 11, like, wants to go down and see, you know, maybe get a puff from him. I get that. He's 11. He's like an idol to my son, which is great. But then I see grown men down there trying to get a puff from Conor Bedard. Like, you're 50, and you're trying to get this puff from the 16-year-old kid? Like, he's a child. Just let him be. Let him be. Worst part is they're turning around and selling that. I know. Your son yeah. got it for the right reason. Well, he didn't get one, but he's always still trying. Oh, trying to get one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he, I know if he got one, he'd basically put it probably on his pillow. Yeah. Right, because he loves hockey. He loves Connor Bedard. And, and that, that makes sense to me. Like, the adults treating this kid like he's some messiah. I don't know. But, he, I mean, he is phenomenal. I just hope that someone can somehow help him give him his childhood back at times. People are idiots. When did you figure that out? Eh. 25 quite a while ago (laughs) (laughs) last one from nelson on a money question he says are we getting out of the times where one in three athletes go into bankruptcy it seems more athletes are opting for school over football or investing wisely into business slash their brands post-career 
What are you seeing? Uh, well, I mean, CFL is totally different than NFL, right? Like, we're not handed, you know, keys to the kingdom with bags of money. So I think guys come in, a lot of guys come in with realistic expectations. I mean, if you're coming from, if you're, especially your Canadian kid coming from, you know, UBC or, you know, U of T and you're getting paid 55 to 60 grand for a year, that's pretty awesome. You're not going out and buying a, a Beamer or anything. So I think there's a little bit more realistic expectations in the CFL. NFL and stuff, I know they're trying to, teach these guys you know uh, money and, and financial responsibility but sometimes you're just gonna have some guys who just blow it so well again you're a money guy uh, and we're man we got a couple minutes here there's just so much money in the nfl now and frankly nhl too you'd have to be a real idiot to blow it all like i can get 70s 80s 90s it was an average wage. Yeah yeah like you'd have to and there's guys that do evander mm-hmm. kane robin leonard it happens mm-hmm. Yeah, but the money is. I think it's insane. It, I, I don't know. If, I mean, it's the money, but it's also I think the people you, you surround yourself with is the problem. Sure. I think that they, some of these guys are, are too young to, to handle this kind of money, and they're they give the trust to people they shouldn't. And even I mean, you hear instances like was it Jack Johnson, defenseman, his parents, you know, basically took Very all his sad. money. Like it's you, if you can't even trust your mother and your father, like who can you trust? So some of these guys I think are just uh, in a horrible, horrible situation. But it's it's yeah, you really got to watch out. For, for the people you surround yourself with. Were you retired by the time Vince Young came into Ryderville? Uh, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I was retired, yeah. $37 million, I think he made in his career. And gone. gone. <laughs> oh, Vince Young, but smart enough guy and talented enough guy and big enough name. I think he's working he's for doing U- okay, yeah. University of Texas now. Yes, he is. Like he's that, making yeah. it back. So anyways, Mike, this has been fun. I knew it would be. Thanks for coming in. No problem. Thanks and I will me. see you later this week. For sure. Sounds good. Producer Clark. Is going to come out of his cage in here next. It's the RP show on Game Plus TV. By the way, the third Sedin. Think about it and you'll see when he joins us. We're also live on YouTube and WQEE The Key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hi, everybody. Just ahead of producer Clark joining us, a sports update on this Tuesday. Carrie Anderson's defending champion Team Canada rink is the lone unbeaten team at 5-0 heading into today's action at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts in Kamloops. Anderson meets Saskatchewan's Robin Silvernagel in a Pool A matchup. Meanwhile, Krista McCarvel's 4-0 Northern Ontario rink will face Carrie Galusha's 3-1 Northwest Territory squad in a battle of the top teams in Pool B. The Edmonton Oilers host the Philadelphia Flyers in one of eight games in the NHL tonight. The Oilers have lost four straight but still hold on to the first wildcard spot in the West. Elsewhere, the Montreal Canadiens visit the New Jersey Devils. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in Buffalo and the Vancouver Canucks square off with the Predators in Nashville. This sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Avatar, The Way of Water. Check them out now in Landmark Cinemas. Okay, we are in the bunker, IKS. Something's happened, Clark. Clark's here, producer Clark. There he is. There's nothing on the screen. Is that your job and it's not happening? Because yeah, you're job. here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rolf. How about is, that? Rolf, that is his real name. Rolf is in there right that's now. That's his name. That's his name. Rolf. Um, but, yeah, that's usually my thing. So, <laughs> that's funny, right? Uh, yeah, he, 
When's the last time you were on, Clark? Well, I think so. Like you said, we've moved the studio now. This is the third move that we've yes. had since your show started. And I think I was the last time I was actually on this show was the first iteration of the studio i think upstairs at the old place so uh it's been like a year and a half ish yeah so the interesting thing is follow him on twitter at producer clark there's an underscore on there on twitter at the end yeah but we've got so many new listeners so many new viewers since then that was why it was important How, how many times have i asked you to get out here Lots. Today. There's been a few times. Yeah, today. Well, today specifically. But That's even, what I mean. Even in the past, it's like, hey, can we get you on from the control room or whatever? And uh, just, you know, tech-wise. And, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So it's much brighter and cooler in this room than it is in the, st- in the control it. room. So who's much nicer. In, who's responsible for the ventilation here? Uh, well, I think that was a priority number one after how hot the last studio was. I think we all said, let's make it a little cooler. I'm surprised somebody didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Graphics are back. There we go. Approved. Rolf, Rolf's working. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Rolf. It's Rolf. Yeah. Uh, I primarily want to talk to you about the Toronto Maple Leafs oh. because Clark is the is the biggest Leafs fan I know, and I know a lot of Leafs fans. But before we go any further, Glenn Erickson is watching in Medicine Hat, and he says, "Nice to hear Mike McCullough speak emphatically about junior hockey fans and the behavior of some of these beauties. Too many dummies seem a little too." Comfortable taking liberties with teenage players. Mm. Yeah. Thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, we both worked in junior hockey uh, long enough. You more than I did. But, you know, there's some people that are in there. Like you said, I I really liked how you guys kind of said for the wrong reason, Um, especially with Connor. I mean, they're trying to catch a, a piece of the mania. Uh, and I think that you know, there's kids there for the right reasons. They just they're, they're, they have this icon of Connor Bedard, and there's some people who are just trying to make a buck, and it's really sad. But at the same time, it's like you know, it's the old argument. You know, you pay your money to be there. You can do whatever you want, right? I guess it's like kind of part of that. So it's hard to it's hard to really blame anyone. I mean, it's a it's a big thing. And how often have you seen? I mean, I mean, somebody gets a, a Aaron Judge bat, something flies over the, and then they sell it for a hundred thousand dollars. How is that not in the back of some people's minds? But you know, a hockey card, for example, that the Pats sell, I see those getting sold on on Facebook marketplace all the time with Connor's name on it or whatever. Uh, so it's, it's crazy. We don't see that very often around here. So I think people are still getting used to it in a way as well. Like they're not, we don't get many Connor Bedards coming through town that, or are staying in town. Um, so I think that's uh, it's, it's new to a lot of people. Yeah. Too. But it's interesting that Dante who was here last hour, uh, the voice of the Pat said most of the problems have happened on the road. Yeah, that's fair, too. You know, when you say that, and those are junior hockey towns. But I'll just say this. You ain't never going to change people. It's taken me a long time to realize it and accept it and just go, ah, people are going to be idiots. So uh, it is what it is. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, lots of echo in the new room. Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, we're working on it. Thanks. We're working on it. It's a it's a big room. We talked about it in the break. Yeah, it's coming. Thanks for sticking with us, Nelson. Well, he knows the old place. Yeah, he's right. seen the old place. And Nelson, for example, this room is at least twice as big as the old one. The, the last iteration of what this room used to be. So, uh, it's growing. We're growing. Jeff, the stamps fan, says any man who exploits a minor is no man at all. And that's true. I've heard about. Adults getting Connor's autograph and turning it around and selling it. 
But again, you're never going to stop that. And what, no. what's he going to do? Say, I can't. Let me see your ID. I'm not sounding for anybody over the age of 18. Yeah, exactly. You can't. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, what are you going to do? So, okay. The Leafs and Ryan O'Reilly. What yeah. did you think when you saw, that came across your phone Friday? So, yeah, I got a buzz at like 10.05 on Friday night. Uh, real late one. But Kyle Dubas has been known to make late trades. It's kind of, I've kind of gotten used to it at this point. But that one caught me completely off guard because – a, there was all these reports that they weren't going to trade draft picks for guys who are rentals. So that was in the back of my mind. But nobody had really, like, truthful, truthfully actually connected Ryan O'Reilly and the Leafs, especially in a deal including a guy like Noel Achari, who I, I think it might be even more impactful. Not that Ryan O'Reilly won't be, but he, I think Achari is a great fit for the Leafs right now. Um, but yeah, it, I, I fell off the couch a little bit. Like I, I sat up so fast. I was like, whoa, you know, it caught me really off guard. It took me a while to kind of contemplate what actually just happened. Cause, um, I don't know if there has been a trade of this magnitude with this kind of player in it, maybe for the last like 15, 20 years in Toronto, they've made trades, lots of them, of course. But, um, to this magnitude, I'm not sure there has been one. Necessarily. So we saw them dismantle Montreal Saturday night. That was expected. Yes. What happened in Chicago? It's, you know, it, anything I say here will be looked at as excuses. <laughs> and I, I've got, okay. I've learned that over, over the course of, you know, me, I, my TikTok channel, for example, I talk a lot of Leafs. Um, so if you want to follow me there, follow me there. Producer Clark, same thing. Uh, but, uh, anything I say, it comes off as an excuse, but Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, for example, there was their third game in three days. They traveled in between that, just met the guys. You know, there was a lot of, it was a back-to-back. The starting goalie was ill. He was making trips to the bathroom during the game, not during the actual game, but in the intermission. So, I mean, it was, it was not ideal. Not, it wasn't an ideal situation for anybody in that, in that game. And, you know, at the same time, Chicago is not a good team this year. But Patrick Kane's still on the team, and he had a great night. He was unbelievably good. And a lot of other guys stepped up as well, and it just happens sometimes. From Sean in Vancouver watching on Game Plus says, Producer Clark, hey. he was a unicorn for a while there. Good show today, <laughs> gents. More like Snuffleupagus. Yeah. Are you old enough to remember Snuffleupagus? Oh, yeah. The imaginary, but not so imaginary. Yeah. I, yes. I'm character probably on like right Street. on the line because I don't like director Jordan, who's a little younger than me. I'm not sure if he would know Snuffleupagus. Do you know Snuffleupagus, so. director Jordan? No, nope. he's there. You go. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring him out of his cage. Yep. And show you that there is in fact a producer Clark. Can you stick with us for one more second? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Any questions you have, fire them at us now. 902-518-3033. You can write us in the YouTube feed as well. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, high-oh-stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. 
You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, we are back. It's overtime, which is proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Producer Clark, the third Sedine, is with us here in the bunker, IKS studio in the sweatpants capital. Feeling right at home. You didn't miss a beat, eh? Yeah. Didn't miss a beat. Good to be out here. Yeah. Again. Like I said, it's nice and cool in this room, and it's hot in the control room, so I'm good. I'm good out here. This is good. <laughs> again, whoever's in charge of ventilation here, A+. plus. Yeah, uh, Randy from Winnipeg says, nice studio. You need a Cowboys and a Titans helmet. We're good, but thanks. <laughs> from Ted in Arizona, he says, you're right, Clark. It comes off as excuses. Yeah, see? <laughs> I can't, I, you can't say anything. Anyone says, how, hey, how come the Leafs lost? You say any reason? Oh, it's just ex- always excuses with the Leafs fans. Always got excuses. It's like, well, what do you want me to say? You asked me a question. Oh, I feel like we could have a heck of a lot of fun on various things. Um, there's an argument here about whether or not curling is a sport amongst our audience today. And I will say that, yes, it is. What would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. 100%. Yeah. I was no. in a charity celebrity curling event against Jeff. Who was the big one from Winnipeg? Stoughton? Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I always think Jeff Stoughton, he's not from Stoughton. His name's Stoughton, but I always screw it up. Right. He's from Winnipeg. And I was in a charity game. Me, Warren Woods, Barry Davies. Oh, my god! And I can't remember who else. And we got our asses whipped. Eight nothing after two wins. I'm like... This is serious stuff. By Jeff Stoughton? Yeah. Oh, oh he just destroyed me. it. Just He's destroyed good. it. <laughs> He's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Eight nothing, two ends. It's a sport. Don't tell me for a second that it's not. Um, Steven in North Dakota says, uh, Rod, is bocce ball a sport in Florida along with shuffleboard? It is. I've seen them playing it. I don't play it. I play uh, pickleball is where it's at. Pickleball is where it's at. That's exploding right now. Pickleball. Isn't it? Here on Game Plus Television. Jeez. Get on. Play it. by play. What is yeah. pickleball? What is the pickleball league? PBL or PBA? P- something, yeah. You guys, you want to write in and tell us at Game Plus? We're all over it. Game Plus Television on pickleball. Back to you and me. Yeah. Tonight, three, six, nine games in the NHL, as we mentioned. And there are three in the dub, I want to mention, too, because we MLP. MLP Major League Pickleball? Major League wow. Pickleball. Thank you. Love is it. that Rolf? <laughs> All right. It is. His name is Rolf. It's true. Hot damn! Tonight, you know, whenever you read off Wilf in the in the text line, whenever Wilf, Wilf texts I always him, say in the control room, that name. is his real name. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stories from the uh, control room. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess we call this viewer takeover and there's a lot of questions coming in kirk writes and he says what are your thoughts on nhl players such as jeff chikrin sitting for multiple games mm. waiting for a potential trade you mean jacob chikrin of course yes his dad's jeff <laughs> um it's a different time man it's just a different time in sports nba similar thing uh yes serena and i were talking about the other day Ryan O'Reilly wanted to play. Noel Achari wanted to play. But in the NBA, those guys are waiting days to play with their new team. Yep. So now Jacob Chikrin wants to sit. What are you going to do about that? Yeah, and I mean, we've seen it before. 
uh, where teams have, you know, sat a guy if they're getting traded that night or something. Like, that's not new. That's happened for years. Um, yes. But what we haven't seen is team accounts tweet out they're being benched or not playing for trade-related reasons. That's, that, that's like a buzzword now is trade-related reasons. So Chikrin, uh, Vladislav Gavrikov from Columbus is in the same boat. Uh, and then anytime anybody gets scratched for any reason now, everyone's like, is it trade-related reasons? Is it trade-related so they're just reasons? saying it. Yeah, so saying. the teams have straight up said it now, uh, which has never been the case, I don't think, in the past. Whereas, you know, in the, in the past, if, if Jeff Carter got benched for a game in, in February, you'd be like, why is Jeff Carter benched for a game in February? And then he gets traded the next day. Uh, something like that. But with Chikrin now, it's been like four or five games that he hasn't played because of his health issues in the past. They don't want to risk it. Uh, and I, I bet the other teams also don't want to risk it. So I said, don't let him play until we figure this out. But it's, it's weird that he hasn't been dealt yet. By the way, WQEE Ryan O'Radio checks in, says, another great show. And now you know what producer Clark looks like down there. There it is. W-Q-E-E rock. There you go. But again, since the last time we were in the bunker, which was only in August, by the way. It hadn't been that long. We're now on the radio and expanded to a lot of new markets. So uh, things are growing here on the old RP show. But I will say this. Being at the hockey game yesterday, talking to hockey people, and you saw me say earlier, talking to a baseball guy. He's upset about all the changes. I know people that are staying home from games and not participating in life because they're kind of protesting what's happening in the world. And I'm like, you're only hurting yourself. It is what it is. We're not going back. I feel now the reset of COVID is really coming to fore. Oh, yeah. Everything changed. Yeah. You know, not necessarily for the better. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think think a lot of people's attitudes definitely are never coming back. Like, I— People, how people felt about certain things is gone. I think it's, it's completely changed from 2019. Uh, and it's, it's always weird for me, 2019, saying that, that it was four years ago, the 2019, last year of normalcy. Uh, it, it feels like we just lost like two and a half years almost. So it, it still Which feels... Which we did. It, exactly. It still feels weird to hear Ryan O'Reilly won a Stanley Cup in 2019 and that that was four NHL seasons ago. It just seems like it was just like last year, two years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy to think that uh, the amount of people that have changed their minds on something and it's never coming back or it's never going back the other way, that's, that's the biggest thing I've noticed. And but I don't think it is coming back. No. So no. accept it. Like this, Patrolman Peter Winnipeg says, trade-related reasons are the new lower body injuries. Oh, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? It's, yeah. it's the in- load management in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. And I don't understand why players would be allowed to not play when we're paying and I pay for my tickets, hundreds of dollars for tickets. Right. It's not right. Yeah. Well, especially in Arizona, too. Like, they don't have much to sell at the begin- like, as it is. I mean, the- my brother lives down there. Um, he loves the uh, new arena that they have set up. It's, it's really fun. There's a novelty to it. Mullet arena. Mullet arena. Um, but if Jacob Chicken's sitting out, that's one of the biggest reasons to buy a ticket to go to those games. So I'm sure that it's not great for them either. Mm-hmm. They well, want to get this over with. It was too. great yesterday um, visiting with the NHL scouts and so forth, and the uh, Mullet Arena in Arizona came up, and they said, well, they don't have a new rink yet, and there's no plans. I'm like, hey, I yeah. don't want to argue this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the hockey. Jen from the Four Seasons says pickleball in the winter and disc golfing in the summer. Ooh. What are you, 100? <laughs> 
Disc golf is popping off too. Is it? Oh yeah, it's getting non-contact sports, Clark. Yeah. That's where. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. Thank you to John Paddock. Thank you to Dante DeCaria, Mike McCullough, and uh, all of you for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow noon Eastern here on the old RP Show. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.